0: Verses 42 through 47. I'll read it aloud and you can follow along on the screens behind me. This is what it says The believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the community, to their shared meals, and to their prayers. A sense of awe came over everyone. God performed many wonders and signs through the apostles. All the believers were united and shared everything. They would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them. Every day they met together in the temple and ate in their homes. They shared food with gladness and simplicity. They praised God and demonstrated God's goodness to everyone. The Lord added daily to the community those who were being saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I took my boys last week on Labor Day to Stone Mountain Park. Has anybody in here ever been to Stone Mountain Park? Seen the mountain? I don't know if you're like me, but it had been a long time since I'd been before I went as a kid. And so I didn't remember much of it, but... I had the boys with me, and we went first thing in the morning, park opened at 10, and we walked out onto that lawn that's right in front of the mountain. If you've been there before, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and we got out on the lawn, and we looked up at the mountain, which we had seen driving in. You know, you can see it, see part of it. But we walked out on the lawn, and there we stood right in front of this giant outcropping of granite, the largest granite outcropping in the world. You, know, you learn some things. Um, but we stopped out there on the lawn and had the boys with me and just in awe of this magnificent work of creation. It's this incredible mountain that's actually not a mountain because it's not tall enough to qualify as a mountain. There's another term. I'm telling you, I learned all kinds of things on this trip. It was very educational. but But it truly was awe-inspiring. And beyond thinking, I think that would make a nice countertop. I mean, it was just it was incredible. Amazing. And I looked around, and there were other people who, you know, had come to the park, and they were out. On the, we weren't there for the light show. We were there in the morning, and, and there were people who were out on the lawn, and we were all doing the same thing. We were all like, wow. And then we went out and got on one of the cable cars and rode it up to the top. We did not hike up to the top. We rode the cable cars. That's just who we are. And um, And then we got out on the top of the mountain and we went outside and started to wander around the top of Stone Mountain. Have you done that? And out a little ways, they've got a fence, runs around the top of the mountain, so you stay on the top of the mountain. And and we just wandered all over the top of Stone Mountain. It was amazing. It was so cool. I mean, my boys said it felt like we were like on another planet. You know, you're just standing up here on this one big chunk of granite. Like we were in a scene from a movie or something. Just in awe of what we were seeing and experiencing. And up there, too, there were all kinds of people. People I'd never met, didn't know, won't ever see again. And we were all just sort of experiencing this awe and amazement together. To look at the mountain, to look off at... The view from the mountain. And I think that's what the early Christians were experiencing in Acts chapter 2. They were in awe. In the scripture we just read, they were amazed. They were in awe and amazed at what God was doing among them. These are our earliest ancestors in the Christian faith. And they were in awe and they were amazed because of the signs and wonders that God was doing among them. Which, I don't know if you've been in the church for a long time, particularly involved in any way in leadership or work behind the scenes. I mean, maybe you've felt wonders and signs too, like it's a wonder we get anything done or... We could use some more signs around here. It's probably for people here for the first time don't know where to go. Like, but these are, these were different kind of wonders and signs. These, this was the evidence among them that God was doing something special. Have you ever had that feeling, that moment or that season where you just knew, okay, there's something going on here in my heart, in my life, in This place among these people that stirs you. That's amazing. Another way to understand that, they were in awe, they were amazed. Another way to understand it is they were humbled at what was going on that was bigger than them, more than they could do, more probably than they could even understand, they were amazed. And of course they were. As you read on, Wow, it says that they were united with each other. That they were devoted to the life of the community of faith, to the church together. That they shared in everything with gladness and simplicity. That they broke bread together and shared meals. And if somebody didn't have something, somebody would sell a piece of property so that they could... Have what they needed. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty amazing to me. What what an amazing way to live with one another in the church, in the world. This is what they were seeing and experiencing, and it caused them to step back, take a minute. Take it all in and be amazed. Have you have you had a moment like that? In your life, in your faith? Have you ever wanted to have a moment like that? To experience the power and presence of God in that way. That's awe inspiring. I had a conversation with somebody here in the church recently, of all places, after a finance committee meeting uh, at the church, about a moment like that, that he was inspired, uh, amazed, in awe of what God was doing in the church. And he he was saying it in the context of, I want other people to get to experience what I've experienced here. And specifically for him, it was about having seen his children come to know and understand for themselves that God loves them and for them to be able to articulate that and share that back to their dad in terms of how they've experienced it here at the church through children's church and vacation bible school that they've come to know that God loves them and for that guy for that dad that was a moment put him in awe and amazed at what God was doing in his life and around him and in the church in the community of faith right then. And yes, that to read that, and really, if you go back and read it again, it, it sounds a little too good to be true, maybe. It sounds idealized, that they, that they were united and, and that they lived with gladness and simplicity. And, and that simplicity doesn't mean that, that things were easy or basic. Really, that simplicity meant that things were singularly focused. Like, there was simply one thing that brought them together, that kept them together, and that was their faith in Jesus Christ and following in his way. And to imagine a, a group of people, a community of faith that could function that way and, and sharing and being generous and everybody's glad and everybody's united and devoted together maybe sounds a little too good to be true. And maybe, maybe Luke was sort of painting the picture of what it could be, what he hoped it would be. Maybe he saw glimpses of it in the community of faith at that moment and at that time, and he thought, that, that, that's it, right there. i got to write that down. That's who we are. That's who we can be. That's who God created us to be together. So maybe it's more of a, a snapshot or, or idealized, I don't know, that, Maybe that was their version of Instagram, right? I mean, he, just, he shared the picture of that was everything was just right in that moment. Crystal was talking about football. Me and the boys went to the Georgia game yesterday, and I, I shared a picture on Instagram of the three of us, and we all got our red and black, and we're smiling, and you, know, you got the backdrop behind us with the red with the G, and it's before the game, and we're all, you know, woohoo. I didn't share the picture in the second quarter when we're all laid over in the heat, like, oh, you know, this is. How much longer and sweating and sleeping and crying that picture don't ever go on Instagram right we always put the one that looks just right eh, so maybe maybe Luke is just sort of giving us that picture of, of when it's right when it when it's at its best this is what it can be this is what it is we're living life together like this and there's something about that that is amazing that is awe inspiring that is appealing and attractive, says the Lord is adding daily to their number. I mean, when we were at Stone Mountain, we 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 were in amazement at what we were seeing from the ground. So we took the cable car up to the top to see it a little bit more and experience it from a different perspective and view and have a little bit more of it. Then we came back down. We took the train that went around the base of it and heard all of the history and the information and corny jokes and everything that went with that little ride. But we just found ourselves wanting to know more and and experience more of it. That which was inspiring awe in us had a way of drawing us in to want more, to experience it more. And so we did. And I think that's the thing about this picture of the early church hearing that description of that amazing, awe-inspiring experience that they were having. But if you read it again, that didn't come first without some work, some effort on their part. It says they devoted themselves daily to the apostles' teachings, to prayer with and for one another, to meeting in the temple, to meeting in each other's homes, to breaking bread and sharing meals together, to giving whenever there was a need, even to the extent of selling property. By the way, here's a little plug. I don't want to get too far into next month's sermons, but when we get a little bit more into that giving, uh, the, the New Testament picture of, of giving is not the tithe. That, that, uh, what you read in the New Testament is generosity generosity and abundance and giving and giving and giving and these people were at a point where they were willing to sell what they had if somebody else had a need what preceded that awe inspiring experience for them was the fact that as followers of Jesus the believers they participated they engaged in their faith in practical ways with one another. And maybe the most awe-inspiring thing of it all is that it says, then the Lord added daily to their number those who were being saved. If you go back and read in that early part of Acts, you know, they start with 12 and then it goes to like 50 or 100 and then all of a sudden it's thousands. The church exploded. The community of faith grew. That's something else I've heard recently here more than once and from different people. Maybe you've thought or felt the same thing. We would love for this church to grow. Not unlike the guy I mentioned earlier. We would love for other people to get to experience what we've experienced with God and with the people of God. We would love for other people to come to know God's healing, loving, gracious and merciful presence in their lives that brings restoration and wholeness that makes us more fully into who we were created to be. We want that experience not just for ourselves but for people all around us. We would love to see our church grow. We would love to see these pews filled with people. What we read in this story in Acts from the early church is it's the internal growth that precedes the external growth it's each and every one of them the believers nurturing their faith the faith of one another in the life of the church devoting themselves to the teachings to prayer to breaking bread together to caring for one another As they did that, the Lord added daily to their number. Those who were being saved, redeemed, set free and made whole. What we see in here is a picture of a church where every single person is engaged in this kind of nurturing of the faith for themselves and for one another. It's the ministry of all believers. It's every one of us being a part. That's a conversation I had with somebody this week who was expressing concerns, reflecting on how their role in the church eh, was more behind the scenes and sort of just moving things around where nobody sees it, but helping to grease the wheels and make things happen. And, And we had a conversation about how that is indeed ministry. (laughs) Maybe you're not standing up front, or maybe you're not the one who's going out into the community. You're not the the end user for folks, but but you're in there making things happen and participating, supporting ministry, and those kind of things. That, That, in fact, there's a place in all of it for us to participate in nurturing our faith and the faith of others. If you were here last week, you heard Pastor Stacy preach about how we're... Looking at all the ministries of the church in terms of inward ministry, outward ministry, and upward ministry. Nurturing, outreach, and worship. And what that could look like for all of us to be in ministry in all of those ways in one way or another. And in Acts 2, we see this inward nurturing of the faith. Their own personal faith and the faith of one another in such a way that God grew that community and was adding to their number. And when it comes to nurturing our faith, those inward ministries, I mean, we've, we've got some incredible ways that that happens here at Shambly First Methodist. I mean, I'm just on Sunday morning, we can start with the Sunday school um, You see the prayer list that's in that bulletin? That also goes out by email. We have people who've said, I'll pray. I'll pray for somebody. If there's a need, let me know. We send the email out with the list and and people pray. We've got Bible studies and small groups that are places and ways that people nurture their faith in one another's. We've got a ministry with people who are homebound and can't get out and come and participate in the life of the church any given time, we've got 30 or more people on that list, and so we've got folks who just check on them. It's a phone call or a card or a visit or whatever it is, just to keep them connected to the life and ministry of the church. There's all kinds of ways that we today do this same work, this nurturing of our faith for ourselves and for each other. And for us to be the church that God created us to be, it means that all of us are doing that somehow in some way and so maybe you're in here this morning and this is new to you i mean the the church is new to you or shambly first is new to you or you're still getting familiar dipping your toe in the water i mean some of those things i named won't take long at all for you to just stop and pray for people or to send somebody a card or or maybe you're ready to get to know some other people at a, at a different level, deeper level, and want to be a part of a small group or a Sunday school class. Or you come to a Wednesday night supper and share a meal and we break bread together. Yeah, or maybe you've been here a while and, and you've got it figured out and you've got your rhythm and you, you know the things that you do. And even still, maybe it would be worth your time. To at least have a look at everything that happens in the life of the church in those nurturing ministries and see if there's not a way that maybe life's different now and, and you could take something different or stretch yourself or take a step out. And in that way, us be the church together. And before you go this morning, I want to make sure that you know a couple of people who are here and help give leadership in that way. Someone asked Reverend Stacy Rushing and Linda King if they'll come up here just. Maybe you've seen them or met them, maybe you haven't, but I I just want to draw your attention to these two folks. I mean, Reverend Rushing is new here as uh, one of the pastors, and she's giving pastoral leadership to a lot of these nurture and discipleship and care ministries that we're doing alongside Linda King. Linda's on staff here, also relatively new, but um, a familiar face for a lot of you. And so these folks are here not to do the ministry, just like the rest of our staff, but to equip and mobilize the church to be in ministry with one another and for one another. We're in this together. And so that I hope you'll take an opportunity to get to know them and the ways in which we can be the church in these nurturing, inwardly facing ministries together. Before you go... Uh, this morning, there's a table out those doors and a table up those doors. And Linda will be at one, Stacey will be at the other. And they've got information. If you want to stop and ask a question, hey, how do I get on that email list to pray for somebody? Or tell me a little bit more about Wednesday night supper. Or what kind of small groups are there that meet? Or could I start one? I mean, this is a great opportunity today to connect with either one of them and to ask those kind of questions. But before we do that, sing our last hymn and, and go on about our Sunday I want to ask if we could say a word of prayer and then they're going to head out to the tables and we'll sing. God, we're thankful for the example of the early church. And in an effort to follow Jesus, they nurtured their faith together with one another in all the ways that we read about and so many more. And God, we're thankful that we have the opportunity to follow in their footsteps and to walk in that path today. And share and nurture in our faiths together. To be a part of that for and with each other. Not to be right, but to be in relationship. With you and with each other and with the world. So God, in these last few moments this morning that we're together, as we reflect, as we listen, as we sing, we ask for discernment for wisdom, for willingness and faith to see and find our place in nurturing ourselves and each other in this life we share with you. This is our prayer together in Jesus' name. Amen. And will you guys stand and we'll sing.